Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of Life After the Badge. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you spending some of your time with me today. I also appreciate all the likes and follows on uh, social media. Also, really appreciate the advice and the tips that I'm getting from other podcasters. Um, really helps out, makes it sound uh, a little more professional. As always, you can find me on lifeafterthebadge.buzzsprout.com. And from that site, you can hit a link to any of the social media that I'm on. Really appreciate the comments, the feedback. Try to make it a better show every time. Also, uh, if you don't feel like leaving something publicly, you can leave me an email at afterthebadgepodcast.com at gmail.com. Again, I appreciate the feedback and I appreciate you listening. Today I want to talk about a specific incident that happened back in January, uh, January 26th of this year. It was a Thursday at 1018 in the morning in Miami, Florida. A sergeant with 33 years of experience uh, did her final call. Or sign off, which is uh, for those of you who aren't not on the job. Um, whenever uh, an officer retires, you know when they're calling out of service at the end of their final shift, they'll they're usually acknowledged by nine one one, maybe by other department members, but they will usually sign off. You know, end of shift or out of service or ten seven, whatever you know department code they use, and they'll. You know, thank everybody, and usually they are thanked for their service. It's usually an emotional thing. Um, even watching them and listening to them, uh, you get emotional. Um, but on this specific final call, Sergeant Madeline Garcia uh, was signing off, and uh, I guess I, I'll just play it. I'll play the uh, sign-off first. You'll hear uh, the dispatcher thanking her, and, and it goes how these usually go. You know, Thanks for your service. And then uh, Sergeant Garcia replies. Sergeant Garcia, it is an honor working with you. We wish you the very best in the future endeavors. You will be missed. Off-duty 6630, Sergeant Madeline Garcia. Badge three nine eight eight. Show you o nine o six at ten seventeen. Sixty six thirty. Um, this place was an amazing department to work for. Until the backstabbing and the personal attack started for my immediate supervisor and the first. And if you don't know who the first is, the first of nothing. To the chief and the first of nothing, you guys are in denial. You think you're doing an amazing job. In reality, you have destroyed this police department and the morale, except for your circle, which you definitely took care of. I thought that Acevedo was bad, but at least one thing for sure, I knew where he was coming from. To the first, you have a nasty attitude. So do yourself a favor and take some interpersonal skill classes so you know how to treat people right. And finally, to my immediate supervisor, Major Garrido, you are a liar, a snake in the grass, a cancer to this department. 
the hardest thing of being a female in this department was being surrounded by many males, knowing that I was more of a man than you. Anyway, please take care of yourselves, back each other up, because they don't care about you, your family, and the biggest thing they advocate. Wow. Uh, as you can imagine, that's not how that usually goes, but obviously Sergeant Garcia had some issues with the department. Uh, the chief she speaks of is Chief uh, Manny Morales, and she mentions the first, and that is in reference to uh, the first assistant chief, Cherise Gauss, and her immediate supervisor was Major Daniel Garrido. Um, apparently, these three uh, administrative officers she had a problem with. I'm not familiar with the politics of the Miami Police Department. Um, I don't know anybody. I'm not acquainted with anyone who works for the Miami Police Department. Well, a short time later, uh, Chief came back and he, and he responded to Sergeant Garcia's sign-off. And he uh, stated that she was very unprofessional and that she was a disgruntled employee. Well, no shit. She was a disgruntled employee. Um, my opinion, should she have done that? No. I, that, that was unprofessional. And that's not why that's done. It's, it's kind of a tradition. Police departments all over the United States. So that's not the, that's not the forum for that discussion. That, that's not the time for that. One of the city commissioners um, made a statement shortly after this and said it was you know, unfortunate that it happened. Uh, but it did happen. Uh, he said that the complaints made by Sergeant Garcia in her sign-off were going to be investigated, were going to be uh, submitted to internal affairs. And then he said, I don't know what's going to come out of that. So the question arises, if Internal Affairs is doing the investigation into these complaints, why didn't Sergeant Garcia just take her complaints to Internal Affairs instead of airing them over the police radio for everybody to hear? That's a legitimate question. Why didn't she do that? Maybe she had addressed it and it was ignored. Uh, I had the honor and the privilege to work for the Pennsylvania State Police. And morale was good. Obviously, when you have over 4,000 members of any department or any organization, you're going to have your fair share of uh, DBs, uh, people who aren't there for the right purpose, people who are more interested in climbing the ladder or getting as far up as they can with no regard for others. But it's very limited, and it's also controlled because the state police had their version of internal affairs, Bureau uh, of Professional Responsibility. They were very thorough, and uh, they worked on opposite sides with the PSTA, Pennsylvania State Troopers Association. And usually things like this were monitored and, and hammered out, and it never got to this point. So from that aspect, 
I would, you know, again say the way she addressed this was wrong. She took a, a tradition, you know, a, an emotional tradition, and she kind of slapped it by doing this. On the other hand, that being said, I've also worked for a department that was pure good old boy. And it didn't matter who you complained to inside the department or inside the town. Didn't matter. Fell on deaf ears. If you weren't part of that good old boy system, you were out. Doesn't matter what your experience was. Doesn't matter what your training level was. uh, Doesn't matter what your skills are. And I experienced that. Having experienced that, I can kind of understand if, if Sergeant Garcia was, was in this same boat, I could understand why she did what she did. Maybe everyone else was ignoring her, or she felt that everyone else was ignoring her. So maybe she felt this was her last shot to where she could file this complaint very publicly and not face any repercussions because she was retired. Again, I think there's better ways to do it, but... Uh, what I didn't play when I played her final was a lot of little blurbs coming in from all different police officers uh, showing support, very cautiously showing support, very short statements, muffled, um, trying to hide their identities or at least conceal them. So I do understand if that is the circumstance she was in, if she was caught in a good old boy system which um, unfortunately in the South seems to be a little more prevalent than the Northern departments. I'm not saying all, there are some fantastic departments in the South. But the good old boy system does exist, and I was also chewed up by it (laughs) to a certain extent. But water under the bridge. In uh, February, early February of this year, Police One magazine uh, published an article written by Chief Joel Joel Schultz, uh, and he addressed the uh, the sign off by Sergeant Garcia, and he stated that uh, police leaders need to assess the threat of this happening. Um, obviously, you can if you, you know. The first time can't really be assessed, but once you hear it, maybe this is something you need to look into. Uh, is it going to happen again? That would be a big shot for any department, no matter its size. They talk about the contagion effect. Will it be copycats of this? And he even probably was the first one to coin the phrase, uh, is someone else going to go Garcia whenever they do their final sign-off? Chief Schultz also brings up the question, um, what stance should the department take when something like this happens? Uh, should it be hardcore? Should they prohibit these messages altogether? I don't think that's the answer. I think a better answer would be, how about an ounce of prevention? And uh, He addresses that also. He said, how was morale in your department? That's a question they might want to ask. Are the problems widespread throughout all the officers, which then you got to turn the magnifying glass on the administration. Or is it just a few members, a few disgruntled members? Um, either way, it has to be addressed. 
And what about uh, Chief Morales' response? Not sure that was a good idea. Uh, when he came back, called her a disgruntled employee. You know, like I said before, really? Uh, that's pretty much given, but why? Why was she... In, in, and should he really... Wouldn't it have been better just to remain silent? A city commissioner had already made a statement that it was going to be looked into. That, I think, they should have let it sit at that. When the chief comes back and, and fires back at a retired employee that you know can't answer anymore, that's that also was pretty unprofessional. So what kind of shape is uh, Miami Police Department in? Like I said, I don't have any sources there. I don't know anyone, but popular podcast in Miami called uh, Because Miami tweeted that Miami PD sources say the department is in shambles. Uh, they allege that corruption is a million times worse than under Chief uh, Art Acevedo, who was actually referred to by Sergeant Garcia. Their sources say they would all take a pay cut to get him back. Uh, say they're going over budget and overtime because officers call in sick or quit, leaving behind their retirement benefits. That's, that's big. Rather than speculate on the uh, shape of the Miami Police Department, I'd invite you to go online, uh, look at some articles, major news outlets, and some Miami local outlets, and look at what's going on in Miami. It, it doesn't look healthy. It sure doesn't. And uh, maybe Sergeant Garcia misused a traditional farewell, a traditional last call, but maybe it was needed. How uh, the famous saying go, sunlight is the best antiseptic. Well, maybe she's just trying to shine a little more sunlight on what looks like a troublesome department. That being said, um, I would suggest anybody out there who is still on the job and getting ready to retire, uh, if you have gripes, please don't do it this way. Just, uh, you know, by all means, do your final call. Um, pay respect to those you worked with, worked for, uh, those who worked for you, your leadership role, and uh, just maintain that tradition for us and for the future officers. I think I've used up about enough of your time for today. I really appreciate you listening. I uh, hope you subscribe to the podcast and continue to follow me. A lot of good police and, and crime podcasts out there. Check them out. Um, also, uh, to my podcasting friends, I would ask that you uh, give me some feedback on how this production sounded today. I'm using a backup mic that I acquired from. It's nothing. I don't know if it's worth keeping or should I throw it away. So, um, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of your families, keep your head on a swivel, and remember, I always watch the hands. Thank you.